Hi everyone, welcome to our podcast for Black Women Connect Vancouver. Girl, you know it. So I'm the founder of Black Women Connect Vancouver, which started in 2017. And Black Women Connect Vancouver is a collective of women who come to inspire, empower, and leverage our strengths and embrace our diverse experiences. It is a community where we can build meaningful relationships and celebrate the beauty of our Black womanhood. I hope that you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to Girl You Know It, episode four. Today we're gonna to be talking about family dynamics. And today we don't have our other host, Elle, with us, but it's just gonna be the two of us. So we're gonna to get to know a little bit about our family dynamics and just a little bit of our perspective on different things about families. So let's get started. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um, so I think where I'd like to start with this kind of idea around family is the types of relationships that you have with your parents mm-hmm. and like you as an individual. And then I'd also like to delve a little bit deeper into you and like the difference between your siblings and their relationship with your family. Cause that's a very big part of like my family mm-hmm. dynamic and that's the way where we are different the most. So what kind of relationship do you have with your parents? Right. Um, I have a great relationship with my parents. I think um, when you get older and like I'm in my 30s now and so it just becomes more of like a friendship level like they are my friends and so it's very yeah I think we have a great time yeah I don't see them as often as I should sorry mom and dad um (laughs) but yeah I try to see them as much as possible and talk with them but yeah I have a pretty good relationship with them so you said when you get older it shifts what was that shift and like did you what what were the key indicators that the relationship had changed from being a parent-child one to a friend one yes I think ooh, your teenage years are just like a mess. Well, for me anyways, I was definitely like a moody teenager and I just didn't care to like hang out with them. And now I just, I don't know, I just didn't really care. And then in my 20s, like it's like your discovery phase of like you're failing, you're doing well. You're like, what am I doing with my life? Where should I go? And then like when you're in that stage and someone else telling you like, where, where are you going with your life? What are you doing? Like, what's your plan? Like that just like brings so much anxiety in your life that you start to kind of build up barriers mm. with your family because because you're like, I don't even know what you're like, I'm doing. And then you're asking me more questions mm. and then you start to retreat. So I think that kind of affected our relationship. But what about you? I have a good relationship with my parents. Yeah. I think I have a better relationship with my mom mm. uh, than I do with my dad. Also living this far away, my dad's not technological at all. Like you can buy my dad a phone today, he will not charge it ever. And so when it's dead, it's dead. He's like, oh, no more phone lines. Yeah. Cool, whatever. Um, so it's a little bit harder to keep communication with him. But it's really weird. My relationship with my parents changed. So when I was younger, I was best friends with my dad. Mm. And we used to do like cute picnics on the grass in the backyard, yeah. like the cute cutest things ever and then I had to our relationship shifted because of the just the dynamic of my father and as an individual um and then I got closer to my mother but I also noticed that the closeness with my mom started in a supportive role Mm -hmm. like I was this pillar of strength this pillar of logic the you know uh and it really informed my role in the family within my siblings as well where I was almost the voice of reason Mm -hmm. and I was the person that they went to for like direct instruction or like anything that would be scientific quote-unquote or anything that's like a counselor kind of like that supportive listener role which is great but it's also very taxing because then you're bearing everybody's emotional well-being and you know I felt very I felt very guilty for leaving my family because 
after holding that position for so long, I wasn't too sure that they'd be able to get on without me. And I had to divorce myself from the idea of being their pillar or their savior or that strength and to actually give them the opportunity to grow and develop on their own. So I have a good relationship with my parents. Um, But it's funny. I think five months ago, uh, I had a frank conversation with my mom Mm because she was like, oh, you know, your your sisters are doing this, your brother is doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, you know, we've had ups and downs with our larger family where family has stepped away, families come back in and kind of this walk out, walk in mentality, which I don't like, but my mom believes firmly like blood is blood. So you'll do anything for blood where the the young ones are like, nah, it's cool. You can get blocked. Like blocking (laughs) is not above anybody. You can get blocked today. Um, and so having to kind of let her know and almost give her this freedom Mm -hmm. to be like you've raised your kids and now you can choose if you like your kids or not right Mm -hmm. now you have the opportunity to choose because you can love them but you don't have to like them and I think if you're honest with yourself to say if you like your kids or not as individuals then you can mold a relationship out of that and you can really figure it out and then they have also the responsibility to mold their relationship right if you're relying on the parent-child kind of doctrine then the child is always waiting right the child can never teach the parent anything and so it's it's really shifted our dynamic and I think my mom understands that I can teach her stuff now in as much as we're still learning from her as well and each other so that's really interesting but I don't know I'm really I'm really fascinated with the types of relationships parents have with their different children would you say that you and your siblings have the same type of relationship with your parents I think growing up, we all had different relationships with my parents, um, but I don't think it was drastic. I think my parents did actually a really good job of making sure that we got treated like equally in mm-hmm. our relationships. So either we just may relate to them differently, but I don't think we ever got treated differently. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ma- may all have different perspectives. My <laughs> sisters aren't here to say whatever they feel, but I do think that that was, um, yeah, that's something I would say probably wasn't a, like a drastic thing. I think for us... Um, so I guess we should probably give a little bit of background of our stories. Oh, yeah, that's true. We grew up very <laughs> diverse in how we grew up. So I was born in Zambia. We left when I was five with my family, and then we lived there for about five and a half years. And then we moved to Saskatchewan for about nine years. And then, yeah, I've been in, I guess, BC for almost 15 years now. So even during that time of transitioning, being in different countries and you get you kind of have a different family dynamic in that way because their culture is different so you're adapting to your family structure changing again mm-hmm. within the different cultures and then you're trying to figure that out your family your parents are trying to figure out how the best way to raise their kids and you know like what is the best way like you just came from a whole different continent you're speaking a different language the weather's different the schooling's different you have to learn another language so like things like that i think were always like a weird kind of adjustment i think that my parents just had to learn to figure out Um, but even in that time, I think that all of us kind of transitioned differently in every move. I Mm -hmm. think, um, like my older sister is, um, nine years older than me. And so I know that for her, like her experience versus mine would be completely different because I was so much younger. So to me, I probably was just like running around, playing around with friends being like, this is great. Where she like left her friends like at a a certain Mm -hmm. age and then moving again at a certain age is like very, I think is harder. Whereas I think our transition moving to different countries was kind of easier because it was always new and exciting, Mm. if that makes sense. So I would say that was interesting. And then she left when she was 21 and she moved to the States and or America. And so she 
left early. And so I think because there's three of us, and so she's the eldest and I'm the middle and then there's the youngest, then like and that way when family dynamics and sibling roles, then I end up being the oldest mm. and then I have a younger sibling. Even though she's like a year and like two months younger than me, it's like, it's still that, like that expectation of being the oldest, like yeah. you have to be the better example, still there. And in most African cultures, that's just normal. But so I would say like in that way, we had to always learn to change in our family dynamics. And that was something that we had to just kind of learn to adjust in. Mm. And so that was a little bit hard because obviously when she left when she was 21, but I was still so young. And then mm. it's like you're seeing your older sister leave and you, you don't see her for a very long time. It's kind of it was hard, I think, in that way, because it's mm. like it changes your family drastically when one sibling is gone. And so I'm sure you understand that mm. when you had to be the one to also leave mm-hmm. and be far away from your family. So what was that like? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you and I have a similar experience with the sister because my eldest sister also left mm. um, much earlier. And so I grew up in South Africa um, and I am one of four children. And so we have a house of six. There's three girls and one boy and my brother is the youngest. Uh, he is nine, eight years younger than me. Wow, he's eight years <laughs> younger than me. That's why I took my last born status. <laughs> I'll never forgive him for that. That little boy. <laughs> anyway, um, and my my oldest sister had the, I don't know if it's the opportunity or just like the way that life circumstances went, but like she was able to leave the house and go kind of live her own life. And uh, she had that opportunity and we had a lapse in kind of seeing her, but it was also because on the terms at which she left right. were not favorable to my parents. Right. So they obviously didn't want to perpetuate us going to see her yeah. because as people always think if you go see somebody who's doing something they're gonna rub off on you and you're immediately gonna be like oh I'm moving out too when you're like (laughs) four years younger than the person that's moved out so um that was interesting so as my other sister was gone me and my middle sister um having a really close relationship my mom dressed us as twins until my sister was like 13 or something she was like I'm done with this yeah um but we had a really close relationship we fight a lot Mm. uh but we also over a lot of different things my little brother I love my little brother to bits he's so fun and he really is that last change Mm -hmm. in the chain of the family dynamic like my dad's got a very big personality uh and he's very much like conservative but also is very like liberal and free um my mom is very conservative she's like I'm gonna go to church like my mom knows who she is in that regard um and she's very family oriented my oldest sister has a very Virgo attitude about her like she's like it's her way or the highway, basically. Right. Um, and then my, my, my other sister is Sagittarius, so she's very, like, social justice She's currently a lawyer and all of that stuff. And then I brought in, like, the science background with my neuroscience, and my brother's doing, like, financing and accounting and coding right mm. now. So we're all very different, yeah. and I think it really helps to have people with different perspectives like that uh, for the family dynamic. But I kind of feel like my brother didn't have to go through the, 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 the stringent, rules that Mm. we had to go through because we kind of opened up that free road for him but now my mom's always like oh your brother's doing this and doing that I'm like yeah but you're not doing anything about it just telling me it doesn't help me so um it's really hard to be far away and I think like I said earlier I thought my family would like crumble but they didn't they actually got a lot stronger and everybody stepped up in their Mm. own way um it's just really weird now because 
I, I want to be there for their things that happen. Yes. I want to be there when they celebrate their new things. When they Like my brother just got his driver's license, yeah. right? To be there and to be like, hey, let's drive around and do that kind of stuff is really weird. And um, I'm still coming to terms with being this far away from everybody. But I think it's given me an opportunity to see my family objectively yeah. and to be able to also choose how I want to participate in the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. And so I think being independent and free of one's family is something that everybody should try, mm-hmm. should even if it's like going on a trip for a few months right and then you're going to come back and live with your family for the rest of your life but just being able to take yourself out of that situation right. you see how you're complicit in the bad things and then also how you perpetuate the good things as well right. so that was really uh, interesting but I noticed this year for us setting boundaries with our extended family has been a really big thing mm-hmm. and even right now uh, is continuing to happen so exploring that is is weird yeah. and is new because of how my mom raised us to like family is family no matter what like even if they burn your house like <laughs> you will still invite them to dinner right. like to Christmas and all of that stuff so just kind of dealing with that and then bringing it here where I'm like everybody is family yeah. and then everyone in Vancouver is like you are not my family no new friends yes I'm done 100%. sorry my quota is filled and I'm I like, mean not gonna lie I'm that person <laughs> but you've become my family so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> by force or by fire I, know, I definitely I know. made you it like happen. crawled into my life <laughs> I crawled into <laughs> your life it. yeah madness but yeah that's um that's the biggest thing so um I guess now that everybody's kind of paving their own way yeah. how do you see your dynamic oh actually no let me ask you this first so you have all all sisters yes. right what is it? What was it like to be in a four girl, one man dynamic right. thing um, in your household? I mean, I don't know about my dad's perspective, but <laughs> I think for us it was good. Like we fought a lot, of course. Um, I think tensions are always high when there's a lot of estrogen in the house. But I think my dad kept a good balance of that. I mm-hmm. think having him there, he's just like very level headed and calm, and and so that was kind of good for us. I think in those times. Um, but because it's like that nine year age gap in the first, and then my younger sister and I are so close. So like, I feel like the fighting was more like different with my older sister and mm-hmm. I versus like my younger sister and I because we literally would bicker mm-hmm. um and then we just get over it kind of thing whereas like my older sister was kind of like she helped raise us mm-hmm. and so it was a little bit different in that way it was more like a respect fight versus like you're so annoying mm-hmm. are you in my room or why did you take my clothes mm-hmm. even though I was the one who was taking clothes because I know she's gonna comment but I like those kind of things and so I think that was kind of our dynamics mm-hmm. um but I think we got really close later 20s and then now we're just like we're best friends so Mm. I think sometimes also I there's one thing I was talking to you about my friends is like I can always notice uh women that I meet who have um sisters versus when they have brothers Mm. because they actually interact with women differently and I notice right away and because you can just always tell because when if like you and I get into like whatever we kind of like get over it you're like you're annoying you know what I mean versus like some other people will take it to heart and be like is there something that I did or like our friendship is over or like they don't really know how to handle the conflict because I feel like when you grow up with sisters, you just, you just kind of like are irritated with each other, but you don't see it as like, this is the end or like, you don't know how to handle this conflict. Cause you're just like, Oh, been here before moving on. You know what I mean? Like this will just fly away. And so that is something that I've noticed with friends that have brothers versus when they have sisters. So that's also an interesting family dynamic that I'm starting to be like, Oh wow. Like I do. And I also realize. I get along or I get closer in a certain way with 
friends who have sisters versus mm. when they have brothers. It's just like a different kind of dynamic. I can't explain it. Do you think it's because the banter? Like you yeah. get to almost like be horrible to each other, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> with love. Yeah, there's that. And like there's kind of like the sisterhood aspect. But then there's also like the conflict. I think it's really honestly the conflict. Mm. It's like they don't realize like if I'm annoyed with you today, it's not because I don't like you as a person or I'm trying to be rude. It's mm. like it's just annoyance and then it goes away. I don't know how to explain it. Do you think that's a? Do you think that's like a sister versus having a brother thing, or that's just a like? Um, how do I say this? Like just having, just being equipped with conflict resolution. Yeah, because I, I feel like is, yeah. I think I know a lot of people who have like siblings and sisters or brothers, um, but they still don't know how to mm. work through conflict resolution. Right, um, and they don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just really weird. But but I mean it's true. I think it's also how did you deal with conflict in your family, mm. right? So that that's also a little bit different. If you weren't close and you were always just fighting whether you had sisters or brothers, then obviously that's me different. I think I'm more like in the perspective of like a I guess healthy family dynamic like what that would look like mm. if you dealt with conflict well. I think mm-hmm. that I don't I do notice the difference a little bit in that. Yeah. But I mean it's it depends. But it really yeah, does. It's depend. just really just my experience. So it's not yeah. like a written in stone. This is how everyone acts. What do you mean by this? <laughs> healthy. It's healthy. Um, because I think that all families are dysfunctional. So I'm not saying that by doing quotations mm-hmm. that it's like just unhealthy. But it's like I think we've gotten to the... Yes, it's okay to have conflict in families. Mm. I think that people sometimes dream, like, if they grew up in a household that was toxic, and then they see other families like, wow, it's so healthy, or like they have a two-parent household or whatever. It's like they think that this is, like, this dream household, but I'm like, they still have dysfunction within their family. Mm. Yeah, so as you were referring to, you know, healthy families and the dysfunction in families as well, I find it very interesting, this shift of, like, a family dynamic when you're raised in a, a collectivist environment versus raised in like this independent, mm-hmm. individualistic environment um, that I'm seeing here. And I say seeing because I'm not participating in any like Western really like family right. dynamics because I don't have my own kids yes. here or anything like that. But it's really interesting to the how your extended family, but also like your neighbors play a very big part in what your family dynamic looks like. And and what I mean by that is that back home, like in the neighborhood that we lived in, especially the street that we lived on, if your mom wasn't going to be home, you could go to anybody's house mm-hmm. and hang out there and they would feed you. They'd make sure you did your homework. Yeah. They'd make sure, you know, that you're really well taken care of. Sometimes you fall asleep there and then your parents come and pick you up and you wake up in your own bed. Mm-hmm. So just that ability to extend um the relationships right to be able to learn about different people as well but it also gave me more parents than I wanted right to be quite honest right. because like sometimes I just want to be free yeah and I want to do what I want to do but all of these people are watching me yeah. so uh that was a really weird dynamic how how does your extended family play into your immediate family dynamic so for us, because we moved as an immediate family, and we didn't actually grow up with our extended family. So mm-hmm. it was only when I started going back to Zambia, I started to get to know my extended family. It was never 
That was an interesting, I think, family dynamic for us because we moved here and everyone would do like, the th like first of all, Thanksgiving is just not a thing mm -hmm. uh, in Zambia. No, and so not in Africa. Yeah. So I know that sometimes they try to bring different things. But yeah, so it was interesting because I'd watch all like my friends and be like, oh, I'm going to my grandma's house or my grandparents' house or like my auntie and uncle or like, you know, my cousins mm -hmm. and stuff. And I, we were just like, we only had each other. And I think that's what made us be a tight knit like mm -hmm. family versus like how you left. So it was kind of like that dynamic shifted. Yeah. Um, whereas like we only had each other. So whether we fight or not, it's not like I can go to my cousin and be like, oh, my sister did this, blah, blah, blah. Or you know what I mean? And have a sister and my cousin. Mm -hmm. I, it just wasn't available for us. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why we are so close because we only had each other. So it's like we are each other's protection. Mm -hmm. And I think my parents did do a good job of that, of being like, you only have each other. So you better like find a way to get along when we did fight. And so I think that's what made us kind of be like very protective of each other right now because... Mm -hmm. That's all we had, so. So, but then what happens when you go to Zambia, though? Like, with your extended family? Because I've got, I've okay. got news, but I want your news first. <laughs> so, yeah, so when I started going back to Zambia, I think that's when I started, like, the first trip is always like, who are you? And, like, you're kind of, like, all shy and awkward. Um, but now it's like, they're my family. I mean, I think because I have such a big extended family on both sides, it's hard to maintain all of them to be, like, close to you. Mm -hmm. So, it's just kind of like, you are closer to some and closer to to others it's not like a I don't like them it's more like oh I'm just closer to this person mm. maybe you just have more in common or yeah just different things I'm I'm also a little bit like in a certain part of my family like a little bit one of the older ones too so then that's also a different perspective because it's like then you're seen as like the older one who's yeah. like you know more accomplished in life and and stuff like that so that also has a different relationship so like cousins with that I have a different relationship and then cousins that are older than me I have a different relationship because it's more of a respect level too even though we are cousins mm -hmm. so I think it's like it's still growing and it's still developing because it's not like I'm going every year to Zambia or anything like that but I mean with social media now it's easier to get to know certain cousins Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes like my relationship with cousins shifts too. like I may be closer to this one a little bit for like this many years and then like closer to this but it's not like because I don't like you it's just our relationship are different maybe we're more in the same place in life um, maybe we're going through the same thing so mm -hmm. yeah I kind of have like a different perspective on that I think still it's still a struggle because even here like people have the like Christmases and like family stuff like that it's like my sisters live out east here and like mm. sometimes it's just like my parents and I or like you know like and then I see other people with like their big family gatherings and stuff it's like it's not something I grew up with so I'm not like sad about it mm. but it's just, it's just different yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like we've just created a different whole different family structure yeah. I mean I don't know if I, if I have kids like I'll do that I'll want to yeah like I want my sister's kids and I to be all together but I don't know yeah if it's like a you know, like you want, like, you know what I mean? Like, should we all live together? Should we have a compound? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's interesting. I said, if. Here's Natasia's children. You have a going to Zambia. They're like, mommy, where do you come oh. from? Nowhere, my child. I no, definitely don't go to come from here. Um, I think, I think it's, it's really important for me to understand that the dynamics of a family relationship has always been around monogamy. Yes. And, um... I think my, yeah, I can't really, I don't know if my dad's parents were strictly monogamous. Okay. They passed away when I was really little. Um, and then on my, on my mom's side as well, there were monogamous in a sense of like dating, but, um, not in like a, like a present. 
what are they called? Nuclear family, right? right? Yes. In that sense. And so it's really, it's always been interesting for me to figure out how that applies to me and how I want to raise my kids and yeah. create my own family dynamic. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know if I want to, because I still do have this, like, it takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a, but I'm, I'm also that type of person who likes to host people yes. and likes to have like this big fullness. I come from, I think on my dad's side, we have like, 200 plus family yes, members yeah, and then on my mom's side probably about the same yeah. and so when you're going out and having to reintroduce yourself to different people and then you know there's also the dynamic of black tax which is something that my sister and I noticed when we went to university with a whole bunch of white people who like you know would make their money or like go to school and have tuition and they had this plan to get a job and it was like I'm gonna get a job buy an apartment yeah. and it's like I can get to where you're getting right after university in six years because of black tax because of the tax of having a big black family and also having gone through apartheid back home and what that's done for our social systems as well so it's really interesting that dynamic and I don't know if it happens for international students here Mm -hmm. but I know living here it still happens for me like I have a very big black tax because Whenever there's something happening at home, I will send money back. Right. I'm always looking to help in a financial way. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times that's where families break. Mm. And a lot of the time that's where the strain is around that supporting. And when somebody isn't necessarily doing their bit or giving right. enough of that support system on their end as well. Uh, I'd be interested to see what somebody who has not been in this nuclear family kind of dynamic looks like somebody who you know might be estranged from their family or whatever the case may be right I think it would be worth it to have a conversation with you know folks that live in different types of families but also families that aren't like in this monogamous sense right like I would love to know what living on a compound is like and and, and, you know get those different perspectives because I think they teach us different principles about relationships about relating to each other and communication as well Mm -hmm. Um, and then also about your independence and how you cultivate independence coming out of that mm-hmm. um, because I, st- I used to strive to get married and yeah. like to have the kids and to have the that and to have the this but without necessarily having seen what would be regarded as a perfect mm-hmm. nuclear family mm-hmm. I still wanted to be the one to demonstrate that perfect nuclear family but now I couldn't care less. Yeah. Now I'm there just is like, no whatever. perfect nuclear family. No. And I think the more people, as you grow and you evolve, you start to see there isn't, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to have communication issues. You're going to have conflict issues. You're going to have like things, something will come up. Each family has one thing. And I think that's when, once you start to realize that, you start to forgive your family too for certain things that you felt like, wow, we just didn't do this well as a family. And mm-hmm. then that's when you start to be like, okay. And sometimes it's also like realizing like, I have to forgive a family member for not knowing better Mm. I have to forgive myself for not knowing better for treating that family member that certain way right it's Mm. like it's that part of that growth and evolving that we just have to get to that point Mm. I think so many times people like to hold on to things well like they did this to me and they did this to me they didn't treat me well they didn't like buy this for me when I was growing up and I could have been successful if they only did this or you know if I had a two-parent household or if I did this and it's like it's not true because you don't know what your life could have been like but all you can do is just how can you move forward from the time you're in now Now, I'm also not saying stay in toxic environments either. There's a difference. There's a difference between forgiving and what is actually toxic as like, what is a good boundary to have with a family member, right? Mm. That's not treating you well. And I think that that's the difference because sometimes people feel like, 
well, I'm just going to cut them off because I feel a certain type of way. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, is there like, where's the grace given in that situation? Or is it actually a toxic environment? You should not be talking to that family member. Mm. I think we weren't taught that on how to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Also, inviting in like uh, uh, different races yeah. and like interracial dating into your family dynamic. Mm. Uh, I was the myself, and then my cousin who passed away a very long time ago were the only two people that have brought. Um, non-black people into the family in terms of like the dating spectrum uh, which is really interesting yeah. a lot of people <laughs> will change and like will want to put their best foot forward which is it's 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 kind of bittersweet when I see that and I notice it I'm just like um, you know this is awesome that you're able to cultivate this different persona for this person but if you can be that why are you not that with me like yeah. do I not do I not deserve for you to have that gratitude or level of respect or you know just putting your best foot forward even if we're comfortable with each other yeah. and I think that's where the complacency in family dynamics is it's like I don't know for me I find that when I changed when I was in school because I was in a different environment I always questioned myself like why am I different mm. in this environment? And what are the things that are, have, are changing that I can take from here and bring in with me on a day-to-day -day basis, right. right? And I think um, there's this really interesting thing that happens with traditional families and traditional ways of getting raised and then non-traditional ways that you learn when you do explore and you are independent and you meet different people as well and how we can apply those. Because yeah. I feel like if... If you can become a better version of yourself when I'm bringing somebody new into the family, yeah. why are you not that better version of yourself all the time, hmm. right? Do we not deserve that? Um, and can I require that? And can I request that? And what happens when I start to request hmm. for certain things to be put into place or for people to treat me a certain way right. or to show me that level of respect as well, especially when it comes to people that are older than you, right? right. Because I don't know like about culture, you, yeah. but <laughs> culturally, I grew up having to greet everybody yes. I, I, I met. Respect was a given. If somebody was older than yeah. me, you would address people not by their first names. Nope. You'd address them by, you know, mama. Title, or yeah. Exactly. Like a specific title, auntie or whoever the case is. And it's just like... Like, but then when you're starting to form relationships with people that are older than you, you realize that respect isn't something that you just give up. It yeah. is a two-way street yeah. and it's something that has to be earned because just because you're older than me or just because you have this certain status, it doesn't mean that you're doing the things that would be respectable yeah. uh, for myself or even for you, right? Regardless of how much self-reflection you're doing. So yeah. for me, the next thing that I'd like to dive into is to figure out how do we set those boundaries with our families, whether we're setting them now in our late 20s or sending them in their 40s yeah. it's never too late to set boundaries um and how do we cultivate that new way of like relating to each other when we're learning how to treat each other mm -hmm. yeah, yeah no I think that's a great point I really like that I mean that's gonna work really well with our next episode that's yes. coming up so yeah we can definitely talk about boundaries so I think that that we can dive more into that what that looks like but I really liked getting to know a little bit more about your family dynamics I know we've talked about it a little bit but like yeah it's been interesting kind of hearing that perspective because like we grew up similarly but not you know but it's not, like yeah. yeah it's like we were you grew up more in South Africa where it's like I didn't but mm. we still like carry our traditional values with us and the way our parents raised us and how yeah. the same thing like what is respect what is like family it's like family is family like that's it you know what I mean <laughs> and so it's like it's those things that we've like I think we've had like common ground in and yeah like, yeah it's been great to get you know, some non-negotiables yes, as 100%. they would say yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is great cheers yes, cheers Mama.
COVID yeah. little air cheers. Oh yes, air cheers. cheers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's always amazing to get an opportunity to chat with these lovely ladies. So if you're looking to follow us off of the podcast and you're looking to catch up with some of the content that we have, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube, all at Black Women Connect Vancouver. And we also have a website for you at blackwomenconnectvancouver.com which is where you can sign up for our mailing list and our newsletter so you can keep updated with our growth and all of the other events that we have planned for you. Catch you later. Bye.